Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Patriot Resume. If you are looking to change careers or level up within your current company, then you need to make sure that you're ready to seize those opportunities. Having an up-to-date resume and the interview skills to win over hiring managers will make sure you're in the best position possible to land your dream job. Patriot Resume offers everything you need to be competitive in the job market. They offer resume surfaces and practice interviews that help you deal with all those hard interview questions, as well as LinkedIn support and social media checks. Check them out on Facebook by searching for at Patriot Resume. Welcome back to Skinwalker Radio. My guest today is Dave Outman, and he is with an interesting group that you may have heard of in the past. So if you listen to the episodes with Pat and Gary, uh, they were in the U.S. Navy, and they were involved with some of the UAP uh, testimony that I've captured in the past and some of the interesting videos that have surfaced and uh, some of the recent developments that have come to light with the military disclosing the existence of videos that may or may not be uh, UAPs or UFOs. So Dave is friends with those guys and he runs a group called UAP uh, Discovery Group. So he's here today to talk about his group and we're going to talk about some of the opinions uh, that he might have involving some of that and some of the research. So without further ado, here's Dave. Thank you, sir. Hey, how's it going? Going pretty well. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, I've been, uh, you've been on my radar for a while. You know, we're kind of in similar circles. We've been on Facebook friends for a while. And I know you're familiar with, uh, you know, some of the other guys that I just mentioned. And I really wanted to have you on the show just to, to kind of hear from you, uh, you know, about your group, what you guys hope to do. Uh, and then we'll kind of get into a couple discussion topics that, that I have in mind. Sure. Yeah. And it's the, the actual name of the group. It's UAP Expedition Group. Gotcha. Yep. My apologies. Yep. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, people call it, you know, whatever they have on their mind. You know what I mean? It's like Expedition UAP, UAPX, many names. So, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. So just shoot. What would you like to talk about first? Yeah. So, you know, the name of this show is Skinwalker Radio. So I always try to tie it back to kind of how I got started. So I met a gentleman named Chris Bartell who worked at Skinwalker Ranch for a long time. So it kind of piqued my interest into this topic. And from Skinwalker Ranch, I realized that, you know, that phenomenon and that set of uh, strange occurrences has many tentacles that go far and wide uh, and a bunch of other things other than just the Skinwalker. And one of those things is UFOs. So that's how I kind of got into this. And I'm kind of just chasing down the leads and, and seeing where they go. So came across you. So what do you happen to know about uh, UFOs and UAPs? You know, I know you're kind of in the, the research realm. So I'm curious to hear from you. Uh, have you guys been out and doing any research in the field? And if so, have you guys found anything? Really <laughs> well, I guess... Obviously, because of COVID, um, the only research that we've been able to do lately has kind of just been not boots on the ground research, but, you know, online and talking to people. Um, I've, I've personally reached out to 
let's say, uh, newspaper editors, uh, uh, fish, fishermen, captains of uh, whale watches, all the people that, you know, are actually able to be boots on the ground out there towards Catalina, Guadalupe Island. Um, I talked to um, a couple of news, news, newspaper editors. One of them, he is the editor of the Catalina uh, Island newspaper. He actually sent me a uh, copy of the front page of the Catalina Island newspaper from 1947. It was actually from the same week as the Kenneth Arnold and Roswell incident. Those two things, um, as well as Maury Island was actually that same week. And it, the article was uh, two retired, um, at the time it was still Army, uh, it wasn't the Air Force, I think it was actually that year it became the Air Force. But anyway, it says two retired Army pilots uh, spot two discs while walking on the beach in Catalina Island. So stuff has been going on out there since recorded history. All the, all the fishermen, all the boat captains, they all know. And they, it's kind of like an, one of those open secrets of sightings of underwater objects, objects in the sky, just all sorts of crazy, like um, one, one, one sighting that this guy told me about was he, was he was taking his boat out towards Catalina Island and he saw what appeared to be a green door open above the island, above the skyline, like a door opening. So <laughs> it just goes, it's just like another one of those window areas you know? Yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know, because at the Skinwalker Ranch, you hear all kinds of narratives about portals. Uh, and occasionally people will tell a story about how a portal opens and then like a Skinwalker. Something crawls jump. out. Yeah. 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 So the, that is not an uncommon thing. And there's reports of that happening in places all over the globe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the ranch well. I'm, I'm good friends with, you know, Eric Bard and, and Brandon and those guys. So I've heard Every, probably every story you've heard, maybe a couple more that you haven't heard, but it's like, it's, it's one of the, it's like John Keel quoted, you know, window areas. They're all, all over the place. You know, it's uh, yeah. Sedona, Pennsylvania, you know, like um, the, um, what is it? Where Stan, where Stan Gordon is out there. And um, oh my God, why is my, I got a mind fart right now. I haven't slept much because of my migraine starting to get better though. But yeah, you know, you know, I'm talking about, you know, yeah. like Point Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, in the ancient religion tradition, they called them uh, thin places where the veil between heaven and, and, right. and earth was thin. Uh, you know, and even the, you know, in the Christians, they really believe in that too. There was a place off the, of Scotland, which uh, they believe is a, a thin place as well. And it's interesting that, you know, they have all kinds of monasteries there and they've produced a ton of missionaries from this one little tiny island, but it has something to do with, uh, and I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, it literally is kind of a thin place where strange things happen and people have almost yeah. religious like experiences in some of these places. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people, uh, think it has to do with ley lines or electromagnetic. I mean, if we'll ever know, who knows, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been a lot of research done that suggests that some such place like that exists in those uh, those hills right off of Skinwalker Ranch. You know, yeah, maybe. the Uinta Basin, Skinwalker Ridge. Yeah, I mean, it's not just people have to realize it's not just the ranch; it's the whole basin. 
you know, it's the whole basin. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, Chris Bartel, who had been out there for six years, had tons of strange experiences and, and everything seems to kind of come from uh, come from the hills, you know, and I don't know if the hills have something in them that makes them uh, kind of a catalyst for this strange activity. Or yeah, what? I mean, it's not it's not just the hills. I mean, it's coming from above. It's coming from below. It's just all over, you know. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, so it kind of sounds like Catalina Island has uh, has a similar makeup for whatever it is. So yeah, there's some kind of commonality there. We just don't know yep. how to explain it. Yeah, there's um, there's a researcher that's uh, is working with us named Preston Dennett, and you know he's been around for a long time. Uh, he did a lot of research into USOs, um, and there's there's always been stories of what people think is an underwater base. They call it the Malibu anomaly. Um, it's like I, I can send you some information on it. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, a couple of years ago, there were a couple of pilots flying over the Pacific Ocean, and they actually were able to take pictures, I think with their cell phones or if they just had a camera. Forget what year it was, but the entire ocean was lit up with like green and red and blue lights, and they didn't, they were like freaking out. They didn't know what it was. And from what I've heard and from what I can tell, it looks like a bunch of objects underwater in that area. Yeah, you know, that's pretty wild. You know, it's it's not unreasonable to think that that's the case. So the Chinese have deep water bases where they can basically launch and recover submarines without really surfacing. Um, and you can look that up and there's some pictures you can find. And for a while, they were available on Google Earth as well. Um, probably not anymore, but it's totally reasonable to think that there is underwater bases now uh, the nature of those is always up to question. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always been that mystery, I mean, or or like conspiracy theories about it, too, like with the Nazis, like underwater submarine bases in Antarctica, all that stuff. You know, I mean, who knows if it's true or not. But yeah. I mean, it's with with technology. If if we have the idea, chances are we've tried it or we've done it, you know, so wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's all pretty interesting. So have you yourself had any experiences? You know, you've been doing this for a while and so Yeah, I I um I mean I'm I'm I've been into this for a long time. My background is in entertainment, but this has been something that I've always had a passion for since I was a little kid. So I've never really actually gone out on a like UFO investigation or anything like that. But growing up, and this is really weird to say, but I'm not sure if I've had any experiences. I think I might have, but I'm not sure if it really happened or not, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, can you walk me through one of those experiences? Because it well, sounds like... I, you... Okay, so I have a memory, and I, like I said, I don't know if it's true or not, um, or if, it's, if it really happened, or if it, if it was like a dream. But I have a memory of going to the store one night, to get my ex-girlfriend's cigarettes or something like that late at night and thinking that I saw something in the sky. And I don't remember anything happening, but I think I remember coming back and telling her that I think I saw something and her telling me, oh, I think I saw that one time too. So I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it happened or not. It's like, it's like a clouded memory type yeah. of, I don't know, it's weird. 
Yeah, no, that is strange. It's it's hard to to put your finger on something like that. You know, it's it's real enough to. I have scoured Facebook to try and find her, to ask her about it, and I can't find her. I can't find her. I don't know if she got married, has a different last name or something. Yeah, Uh, I want to ask her. Like, do you did this happen? And I can't find her. Mm. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. I I myself have not had any of those kind of uh, experiences with anything that I might consider like a UFO or, or UAP. I've had like strange experiences for sure in the past, but nothing really of that, you know, magnitude of that nature. So uh, I've always kind of wondered the relationship between things like UFOs and general paranormal type stuff. Uh, if there is any relationship at all, if it can be kind of classified. Uh, it, it's all, it's all the same thing. It's, I think it's all the same thing. Like all, all like you, those poltergeist, Bigfoot. I think it's all the same phenomenon. Mm. Really? Yeah. So, pretty, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, you know, because if you look into the paperwork for, for Bass, which was the, you know, the uh, the group set up over there, Skinwalker Ranch by Robert Bigelow, uh, and which received some of the federal funding, that uh, the paperwork they put out basically suggests that same thing, that they're investigating yes. aerial phenomenon, but within that... There, also- there, actually, there actually wasn't a lot of UFO research over there yeah. at all, you know, um, there were... They were pretty much looking into all the other, and not because uh, they didn't want to. It's just they didn't really see that much. You know, it was more of other things, more like um, obviously the cattle mutilations, things like that, and you know, uh, shadow beings, uh, noises, light phenomenon. But there wasn't really any like disc sightings or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to me that they kind of lumped it all together too. In that, you know, that press release that they had uh, suggested that it that it is all the same thing in their opinion. But what was most surprising to me was that they had in that same press release the idea that whatever these things are, and they're all the same things cut from the same cloth, that they might potentially have harmful effects, and that uh, they were hoping to use humans as uh, as readouts, as biometric readouts to detect yeah, the, the presence they, um, of these things. Yeah, that was mainly um, Gary Nolan and Kick Green. And I know that they're still working on that to this day. Uh, I don't know if you heard of or listened to John Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Rendlesham. Um, yeah. You know, his, his story about um, them, them wanting his DNA and all that stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that. That was uh, in the 80s in some kind of craft, crash landed yeah. essentially outside. Well, yeah. yeah, but um, a couple of years ago, he, John, John ended up with a heart defect um, after, after that encounter. And he wanted to get, uh, get surgery done, and he had a hard time getting his medical records. Um, long story short, you know, for him to get his medical records, uh, he had to agree to give Kit Green a sample of his DNA. And if he did that, Kip, Kip was able to get his medical records. His Because he went to the VA and the VA said, you know, you weren't in the Army at that time. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, what do you mean? You know, and yeah, so I guess at, at the end of it, what they wanted to do was they wanted to take 
people who had a, a type of marker in their DNA, which, which showed that they were an experiencer, they wanted to take like seven or eight of those people, and you know, they call them antennas, and they wanted to take them out to the ranch and see if they could use them to communicate with whatever the intelligence is there. That was the plan. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know that um, John went out to Sedona with John Alexander, and uh, they had a couple of encounters there. Uh, some some orbs stuff came out because you know Sedona is another one of those areas, and they went out there to to do an experiment to see if Burroughs would would attract anything, and allegedly he did. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think one of the biggest things in question now is you know there were a bunch of guards at Skinwalker Ranch, and some of them had to do various medical testing. So the question is, were any of those guys so talking uh, about Chris Marks and all those guys? Yep. Yeah, if any of those guys had any real health implications with some of the work that they were doing out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't heard any of them say say so. And it, as much as Chris Marks has come out and, and been talking about it, I don't remember him ever saying he had any health issues. Yeah, no, I I hope none of them do, you know, because that would obviously suck. Yes. I, don't, I don't wish that upon anybody, but yeah, I was just curious if – if the the bass stuff really bore any fruit, I guess, and that would be one of the easiest ways to kind of tell. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the report's out there, but we'll probably never see it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Keeping all that stuff under lock and key. I know uh, Bigelow is still sitting on the majority of the NID stuff, and he's probably never going to release that if he doesn't have to. But, you know, how much of that is uh, is him just – keeping it because, you know, there's nothing there or keeping it because there's something significant, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. Well, I mean, I would think that a lot of it has to do with the government because that was all the all set money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a, yeah, basically there's two different piles of information, I guess the, the NID stuff was privately funded and then the bass stuff came after that. So it's, you know, yeah. it's, I'd be curious to see that, but like you said, the, uh, the federal stuff is never going to come see the light of day. No. Uh, except for the stuff that, you know, like George Knapp had that he was talking about yesterday, you know? Yeah. Um, all those reports. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Joe Rogan had George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell on just the other day and uh, episode number 1500 and something here just this week. And they talked about uh, a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch. They talked about uh, a lot about Bob Lazar. And I'm curious to to hear you kind of your general opinion of, of that episode. Um, I mean, it was really nothing new to me, <laughs> you know, I put it, you know, except for the few things that, that George brought out in those papers and still even that I pretty much already knew about, but it was, it was cool to hear, to, to be able to, to see George get excited about being there. You know, I'm, I'm friends with George Knapp and, and Jeremy, you know, so it was, it was cool to see George in that, in that light, you know to have that audience and for him to explain that he's not just a UFO guy, he's an actual journalist, you know? Yeah. So that, that was cool. But yeah, I mean, my opinion of Lazar is, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I could see the Lazar thing going both ways. You know, I think that he's genuine, but just because a person yeah, is genuine. He's like one of the, yeah. Well, all you can say is, you know, and, and I hate when people say it, it, it's like, he believes it himself, you know, but 
yeah <laughs> you know yeah you know people used to happen to them you know yep but yeah I there's a difference between being yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can be genuine, but being genuine doesn't mean you're right. Yeah. What was, uh, was interesting to me is that Corbell had a golden opportunity a couple of different times to really throw some slam dunks, but kind of fell on his face a little bit. And it's no fault of his own, but, you know, he mentioned two things that really kind of stuck out of my mind. One of them was uh, the video that they found of Bob Lazar uh, that had the element 115. and. Right. He only was able to find like a 30 second video that was in possession of Bob, but you know, then George Knapp had the full video, but somehow lost and, it. And, and Je- Jeremy said that he like has been looking for it for years and all that. Yeah, it's like, how do you lose something like that if you have it? And, and yeah. why does Bob not have a copy or like a full copy? You know, he only had a, apparently a 30 second video, which was like the lamest. That was on a Golden Girls tape. Yeah, it was like the lamest 30 seconds. So, you know, if if George and Jeremy are able to to find that like full video, right, and put that out to the world, you know, that would kind of answer some of like the Bob Lazar questions because there's still a lot of mystery about Bob Lazar, uh, you know, and some of that concrete evidence can really just kind of put this thing to bed forever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, I I kind of felt bad the way they were talking about Stanton. Trying to make Stanton kind of and look in a bad light type of way about yeah. not believing Bob and everything, but yeah, well, I mean, you you gotta be objective, and it's it's hard. It's really hard to be objective, and yeah. I I think George Knapp does a pretty good job of being objective. I think Jeremy is a believer, and unfortunately, I think that kind of skews his approach a little bit. Because I well, he's, he's got to be a believer because he's got to sell his movies. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that that's fair. I mean, you I can't know. say you can't say he can't say he doesn't believe. Who's going to watch his stuff? Right. You know, I, I totally get that. You know, uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, sometimes you know the the evidence always points to the direction of your belief, whether it really does yeah. or does not. But uh, you know, he mentioned the one uh, they took a, a picture of a uh, secretive military base, and there the, in the picture there was nothing there, and. You know, he was like, well, of course there's nothing. Oh, there. We're not supposed to see it. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Like, I, I want to I believe you, and I, I want this to all to be true, you know, but like a picture of nothing can't just be a picture of nothing, and you defend it as a picture of nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's tough. But, you know, his, his documentaries are pretty good, and George Knapp is, you know, he's a well-respected guy. He's been a, a researcher for a long time, and you know, he doesn't make any super extraordinary claims. Some of the stories he reports are just stories, right? Like he's not necessarily saying, oh my God, aliens are real and here's the proof. He's just relaying stories as they're told to him. Yeah, I laughed, I laughed when, he, when he talked about how, you know, he meets a lot of crazy people. Um, one, one of my, my clients, actually, well, I have two clients that are uh, with the show Project Blue Book. Mm. And I went out to uh, Laughlin last year with uh, one of my clients, David O'Leary, and he's the writer and creator of Project Blue Book. And we went to a, a UFO conference out there. And that's actually where I met Kevin Day and, and Gary and those guys. And we were hanging out with George and Jeremy. And uh, George had, inter- I think, he, I don't think he interviewed David. He was interviewing somebody. And after they got done, they were doing a Q&A. And this woman kept getting up there and asking questions that had nothing to do with what they were talking about. You know, like, 
they're talking to okay just we'll just say like uh it was about project blue book and the woman gets up and she's like so do you think there are really reptilians living under the earth <laughs> you know and george would be like that's not what we're talking about come back if you have a different question so she'd get to the back of the line walk up again get up to the mic do you think reptilians are controlling the world <laughs> right? yeah. and she, Finally, George had enough, and I, I never saw him get angry until then. He was like, lady, it's not what we're talking about. Enough. And he got so frustrated. I can just imagine the kind of stuff he has to deal with like that, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. It's got to be impossible for him to hold just a real conversation because what I've noticed, you know, and I only have, you know, one toe in, the, in this kind of world with this podcast, you know, and mostly what I do is I talk to uh, reputable people who are already doing things, right? So I'm not really on the fringes of, of the of the phenomenon movement and all that kind of stuff. But I, even I get a little bit of those kind of people reaching out to me with some, some pretty wild stuff. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, please reach me out. <laughs> That was like when I, when I first started working with, with Kevin, um, you know, I had, I had met him out there and uh, about a month after I got home from that, he hit me up and he's like, hey, uh, you know, I need, if you do me a favor, you know, I, I need your help with something. And I didn't even ask, you know, it's like he's a retired veteran. Doesn't matter what the guy wants. I'm going to say yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say no. And I was like, yeah, anything. What do you need? And he said, uh, sorry, I'm holding my iPad. That's why I keep moving around so much. So um, he, he was like, uh, oh, um, he was getting bombarded by all this press for interviews and, you know, and podcasts and TV shows. And he asked me to help him, you know, weed through it and let him know what is good, what's bad. So I was like, sure. So like an hour later, my Facebook starts blowing up and I'm like, what the hell's going on? He put a, he put a post out like from now on, any media interviews, contact my agent. And he put a link with my name on there. <laughs> so all the people, all these crazy people in the UFO field were messaging me, you know, oh, you know, I saw an eight headed lizard man. Can you be my agent? Like, I mean, it was going on forever. <laughs> So I had to call Kevin and be like, dude, you got to take that down, man. All these people are bombarding me. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, you know, but uh, thanks for, uh, you know, weeding me out because I know, I know that you're a part of the approval process, I think, to, to get, you know, Pat and, uh, and Gary on the show. So appreciate that. Oh, uh, PJ, yeah. PJ, Patrick, yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do, I'm like, I guess the – head of all the media for for the group you know um tv requests like and and i I do consulting for pretty much any ufo series that's on i i work with you know so it just never ends (laughs) yeah never ends for them I'm sure, you know, so it, there's a lot of people out there who want kind of a piece of this pie. A lot of people are curious. There's a lot of people who kind of want to make a buck too. And it's kind of probably hard to see which is which, and you might get burned a couple of times, I suppose. Yeah, I, I actually probably get more media requests for them than like my A-list actors from my agency. You know, it's pretty uh, crazy. You know, I get more people wanting to talk to them than people that are like um, my guys that are on like, you know, the, the CW shows and the Marvel and the DC series, people I work with. It's crazy. 
Yeah, no, I, I can see that. You know, this this thing is blowing up right now. I don't think there's ever been as much buzz around, you know, the phenomenon as there is right now. In your opinion, why do you think that is? You think that we're building up towards something or you think that this is just uh, just I it? hope so. <laughs> you know, I think it's just ever since that fateful December, you know, it's just out there more. Um you know, I, I, I hope that the rumors are true and there's another article that's about to drop because if, if that does happen and from what I've been told, it, it's going to, you know, uh, it'll be e- even even better, you know. Um, I, we just need this damn COVID crap to go away so we can get out there and do something. Yeah. Yeah, I think George kind of hinted at another article being dropped and it'll probably be from what I hear New York Times uh and it might yeah it's supposed to be on uh the wilson docks and crash retrievals yep so do you think that there's any any validity to the crash retrieval story have you heard any buzz around that specifically yeah i yeah i know i know for a fact that the article was worked on and written you know i just don't know when it's going to come out yep so what specific crash is it talking about oh i don't i don't know that yeah. Gotcha. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's as much that. I think it's more of that the the, the government has it. Mm. Yeah. 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 I've I heard... don't. I mean. Uh, yeah. I I would think that they're not going to be like, oh, it's from Roswell. But you know, yeah. I think they're just going to say that they have it. I don't think they're going to say which case it's from. That, yeah. That's. I could be wrong, but. That's I've heard opinion. rumors that it might be even from another country. Could be Brazil. Yep. Brazil. Uh, somebody threw out Peru uh, in the 60s. Don't know. I mean, rumors fly. You know how it is. And yeah. we'll know when it, when the article drops. But, you know, it's interesting to me because I, I do feel I can't help but analyze trends, you know, and uh, that's just the way my, my brain is wired. And, you know, that's, I spent too much time in the military doing that kind of thing, and I just can't help it. It seems to me like there are trends building so it would be unlikely if some kind of big event does not happen within a year, uh, just because of all the buzz, the media, the disclosure. Big event like what? I don't know yet. You know, whether it's uh, the New York Times article that has just a bombshell revelation, whether it's a display of technology in a pseudo public atmosphere. A, a fake false alien invasion. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that. So I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring that up, man. But uh, that has been on my mind for quite some time. So like I'll give no you. no way they could pull it off. I don't think they have to pull it off. Like, pull, I don't think they have to, quote, pull it off, right? I don't think that you're going to see a hundred spacecraft, like Independence Day style for everyone to see. I think that there will be a push and a manipulation effort. And it will come from the government of sorts and be picked up and ran by the media as if this is all gospel and, and, and true. And I think it will deceive just enough people to do whatever this thing is intended to do, right? And I don't know what that is yet. I don't think so because all people have to do is walk outside and look up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get that. And I don't think it's going to be a mass staged event. I think it's going to be something more along the lines of what we saw the military release uh, as far as the UAP stuff. The only only way that 
they might be able to pull something like that off is if they say like there's 20 motherships parked in space right above the atmosphere and they show us some kind of fake like radar thing showing a little 20 little specks around the you know i can see that yeah, no, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it will be something along that line uh, and they will have enough buzz and enough uh, hype generated already with everything we've seen for it to kind of catch fire in public opinion. Um, yeah. so what's interesting to me is that, you know, conspiracy theory UFO types have spent generations uh, lambasting the government for covering up UFOs, for lying about everything. And then they released the videos of like the Tic Tac Right. And all of a sudden they switch gears and it goes from government is lying about literally everything to now government is finally telling the truth about aliens. Right. So the government has now positioned itself to be the authority and kind of the, the single source of truth, which I think is a mistake. Right. Uh, the best thing that could ever happen was if a hundred fishing boats outside of Catalina Island also witnessed the Tic Tac event, right? Because the only narrative we have now is the U.S. government. And I don't know how you feel about the U.S. government. I was in the government for 12 years in the military. I don't trust the government one bit, man. Uh, well, so we need I exterior mean, validation. With you, with you saying that, the first thing I think about is what I told you at the beginning is about how out in that area for since time has been recorded there's been sightings out there if if it would have been uh the nimitz encounter happened up the coast a little bit away from catalina island i don't think it would have as much oomph as it as it did because of the fact that it was in an area that had so many sightings like the the roosevelt to me that doesn't hold up as much as the nimitz because of the area that it was in yeah that's just no, absolutely. You know, I, I just wish the hell that we would have it validated by somebody else, right? A third party, you know, because the, the military is never going to be completely honest one way or the other. Uh, you know, it is, I want you to be out there with a video camera the next time this goes down so we can get it straight from, from Dave, right? Uh, and that's the goal, you know? So uh, with that said, is that the kind of evidence you guys are hoping to find? Are you guys hoping to be out there with uh, video cameras? Uh, do you guys have like radar systems? Like what do yeah, you um, Sorry, I'm plugging in here. <laughs> uh, so the goal is data. Um, you know, we have, we have guys that are, that are building technology and devices just for this. Uh, one, of, one of our lead tech people is a guy named Dave Mason. And he's building some unbelievable uh, different versions of, of night vision, uh, different types of, of radar. We're going to be using different types of sonar. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, Kevin Knuth, as, as well, is, is working on uh, getting some, some technology uh, put, put together just, just for this stuff that's never been used before, that we're actually going to be kind of using as an experiment you know um i i you know to 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 try and and say or guess what we find it's like something or nothing (laughs) you know that's all i can say you know no absolutely you don't know until you try it right right 
So how does this uh, work in relationship to something like a, a MUFON, right? Where they go out and investigate stuff and then build data too. Is there any chance for you guys to kind of well, network? MUFON, MUFON, let's not even really say that word right now. <laughs> but but uh, there's a big difference of having, to me, they're more of a, a database collector and they only go, they're they're not, is it preemptive? Well, in other words, like they they go to where something already happened. Yep. They don't go someplace to beforehand. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's a there's a big difference. We're not we're not going to investigate somebody else's. Well, in a way, we are going to see somebody else's sighting, but we're, we're taking it a, a different route. If you explain that jumble of crap i just said yeah 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 you guys are trying to be proactive rather than reactive you guys catch it in real time yeah 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 you know they're they're those organizations not that you know well except for that one but you know like nightcap and kufos whatever but uh they're, they're more of a reporting database type of thing you know where we're actually i guess in a way i'm more like a bass nids type of thing in a way but we're going to be public with our findings. We're not holding anything to ourselves. No, that's good. That, you know, that's, that's what we need is we need somebody who's in it for just the truth rather than just trying to hoard information yeah. or make a, make money off of it or whatever. But that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that we, we find, we're, we're going to hopefully be able to put out there in real time. Yeah. So when people hear UFOs or UAPs, you know, they think of usually a couple of things. One of them is the first thing they always go to is aliens, right? Little green men. Uh, so in your opinion, aliens, yes or no? So you want to know what I think it is. I, well, I want to get to that, but I guess I kind of want to go through a couple of different scenarios. Do you believe okay, it so might exist, I guess, is my first question. I think it is possible that we've been visited. I don't think that's what this is. Yeah. Okay. I th- I'll just, I'll tell you that I think it's possibly something that's always been here, lives here besides us, and maybe lives at a different frequency that is able to come in and out, or it's something that is interdimensional. Yep. Yeah, I th- I think that uh, the stories that go way back about the entity and God Pan of kind of a a Gaia type consciousness has a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah there's there's a lot too much that has to do with the occult. Uh, with the idea of of. Uh, rituals and magic mm-hmm. that has to do with this so there's a religious aspect to it no i don't i wouldn't say religious i don't think it's like demons or anything like that um unless we have the wrong idea of what demons are um yeah. you know who, who, the, who knows what what a demon is i don't you know I think it, a demon can maybe mean a lot of things. I've been down the rabbit hole on that very subject. So, uh, you know, when people hear demons, they think angels, they think demons, God, and the devil. Uh, and I, they but think of it. Think, like, what, 
the idea of that, I guess, is a possibility, but we don't really know what that is. Right. And, and it can be, and, I think it's a more fluid thing. Somebody that talks to Diana Pasolka five times a day because she's one of my clients, you know, so I've talked about this at, at length, you know, so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, I guess if you're a fundamentalist Christian or somebody that is, has a strong religious upbringing to you, you have it, you, in your mind, you know, and you think that's what it is, but is that really what it is? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It could be the same thing, but it's being looked at from two different views. Yeah. In other words, what, what we think of as a, uh, an entity, a negative entity in, in reality could be what the, the Christians have been calling that entity demons for centuries. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think you pretty much nailed it. You know, the, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of times people on both sides of that argument are talking about the same thing but they're using different language, you know, and so different labels, right? Yeah. They're, they're not really coming to an agreement on the thing, right? Because they're coming at it from different worldviews, but really they're talking about the same thing. Right. right. And yeah, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned Diana, cause I, I loved her book, American cosmic. And that really painted this whole phenomenon in a, in a different picture for me. Uh, which I think is is very interesting and definitely has to be part of the of the conversation, you know. And the reason I bring up like religious, and I don't mean specifically in like a religious sense, but in a spiritual sense, and no, the, way I get she, it. I... the way she frames it, you know, it's almost like uh, a religion is developing in real time in some regards for some people. Yeah, it, well, I mean, that's pretty much the idea that all these scientists and researchers and professors they're they're making. And it, to to them, the artifacts that she was talking about in the book, to them, they're holy relics yeah. in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to to see it thinking like, and I never really thought about it until I read her book. But, you know, if anybody would know, it would be Diana, you know, because she's obviously uh, a PhD studies of religious chair at a university. So yeah, she would know, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah she's a uh, she's pretty smart lady. <laughs> yeah so aliens may or may not exist you think it's probably not them well, I, I think that it would be pretty uh, let's how do i say this um pretty impossible for aliens in other words for as many reported sightings that that happen i would think that there would be a nonstop traffic line of spaceships coming in and out of the Earth's atmosphere for to be aliens. I mean, if there were that many aliens coming here, we would see, I think that we would see that. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's possible that they, some, some other civilization has come here, but if this, everything that's going on here is all that, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, it, it's, you know, and, it's a and, 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 Wait, un, unless that they've come here and have a, are living here. Yeah. Some that, people suggest that's that, true. That could be, but I don't, I don't think, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that 
it's something that is constantly coming here unless it's already here. I think it's, I think whatever it is, it's either from here or it lives here now. Yep. So could be a, a nuts and bolts aircraft as well. You know, something built by our government, a foreign government uh, corporation. You know, that's another leading theory. That's a possibility as well. Yeah. Breakaway civilization could be time travelers. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. So I, I just don't go with the ETH. I don't go with the with the extraterrestrial hypothesis. I think it's too it's too uh, too wacky for that. Yeah, you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics and make a lot of assumptions and insert a lot of random hypothesis in order to make that one work. And that's why I have trouble with it also. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, God, I'm in my mind, I'm already in the rabbit hole, you yeah. know, just thinking about it. Yeah. It makes you, makes you dizzy. Yeah, you kind of have to go with what you know as square one and then go from there and then uh it's if you do that if you start with what you absolutely know to be true then it's harder and harder and harder to think aliens uh that would be the farthest that but like the stuff that's being seen you know uh everything from little furry two feet dwarf ape men to six foot robots to like two there was one report about like two terry cloth covered bananas somebody saw and just crazy you got you got to check out uh have you ever heard of um albert uh albert rojales no rosales albert rosales he uh he has the uh the database for human humanoid sightings uh that go all the way back to 17th century and it's just the database of of like a uh, guy reporting seeing two purple penguins coming out of a landed craft that was in the shape of a porcupine. Like just crazy sightings that people have seen. And it's just some of the things that have been seen are just too crazy to, to be aliens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think whatever it is, uh, it has a lot to do with what Greg Bishop calls co-creation and uh, kind of it, it's just so beyond us that it uses us to pick out the image that we see. Yep. Type of situation. Yeah. hundred percent. No, that I've heard that theory uh, not really described as an official theory, but just from my conversations with people, that seems to be kind of, you know, the general consensus is, especially when you talk about Skinwalker Ranch stuff, because there's a lot of people who suggest that that's, that's also true of the things at Skinwalker Ranch and, and what you put into it is what you get out of it. A thing that bothers me about that though, is like, if that's the case, then how come I'm not, people aren't seeing like Darth Vader or like, uh, Chewbacca or some, some, some pop culture thing that is in our mind more than anything, you know, you would think that if it is going into our mind to show it, show us something that people would see like an eight foot Daffy Duck or something, yeah. but no, it, it's, it's that stuff, you know? So I don't yep. know. I yeah. Don't know. It's hard to say, you know, uh, 
So do you think it most likely then would be the work of the U.S. government, at least in some capacity, whether it's a mix of any one of the other well, scenarios? I, I, well, I mean, there's, I've heard so much. If I didn't, if I didn't personally like speak to people like Eric Bard or other people that have, that are out there now or that have been there, you know, I, I would, it's, I, I would be able to say, oh, it could be, uh, um, it could be uh, non-lethal weapons, or could be this or that. But I would know. <laughs> yeah. I would think that I would know if that were the case. Yeah. Unless these people are are lying to people like me for no no reason, but to, you know, what I'm saying. I think that I, I would have heard something by now. Yep. Uh, not to say that they that that hasn't been tested out there. That's possible, but I don't think that is the answer. Yeah. Just just like saying, you know, uh, there's so many UFO sightings that have been reported. Some of them have to be test crafts, like uh, Cash Landrum. I don't, you know, that that's that that event that happened in the 80s with the the two ladies and the kid in the car with, they see a bright object and there's so much radiation that they end up dying from one woman died from radiation poisoning. And, and I mean, that to me, that was, and, and I hate to say it, but even Doty <laughs> has said that it's uh it was a, uh, it was a test craft by the government. Those happen as well. Probably out of all this figure out of a hundred sightings, probably, more than half are probably, you know, misidentifications of, of government or whatever. Yep. But all you need is that one. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, if, if I had to put out a theory today, I think I would kind of go with uh, a pseudo Bob Lazar theory, right? Of government, at least in some capacity, having or creating next level technology. And it's probably most likely nuclear powered, at least to a degree, which would explain the Rendlesham Forest incident, right? So that guy got exposed to nuclear radiation. There's just no other way around that. Uh, And for him to get acknowledged by the federal government for disability just basically validated everything to me. Uh, So Senator, Senator John McCain got involved in, in John Burroughs request. And he was the guy that actually uh, pulled the strings and made it happen. But there's a lot more to that than, than, you know, because Rendlesham forest has a history of crazy shit yep. that ha- that been happening there for a long time. So that, I mean, I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong, but there could be a lot more involved with that. From what, from what I understand about Rendlesham is that there was testing going on, but the testing that they were doing was on the phenomenon that was there. That's what they were running tests to see how they could control whatever is there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, God, there was something else I was going to say. And I forgot that, that you had said that you had mentioned, I forgot. Yeah, no worries. We'll, uh, we can always come back to it later. So I know we're kind of coming up on an hour here and, and is what we had planned. So, 
I want to thank you again for, for sitting down and talking to me. This has been interesting. There's been a lot of cool information you've, you've talked about today. And, and I really want to kind of keep up with, uh, with you guys' investigation. I know the COVID stuff has kind of screwed it up, but I'm excited to see, you know, what you guys come up with. So is there a way that you guys are publishing this? You got a website, is it a YouTube channel? Yeah, the, um, the website, it's uh, uapexpedition.org. That's our site. Okay. And you guys all have your database posted there and people can keep up with you. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously right now it's being built and um, it, it's not being updated as much as it will be in the future because until we can actually get out there, I mean, we're, we're just, we're just waiting, man. We're waiting for the word that we can go when we're gone. Right you on. Know? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's been very stressful. You know, when, once you think that, it, this thing is over it's not you know yep yeah so i guess uh, on that note I, I guess i have a question so you know the, the covid thing and don't have you don't have to answer this by any means but i'm always curious what people think uh do you think that the covid thing is as bad as they say or do you think that maybe there's something else you know, i i was up and down until this week when one of my best friends who i grew up with that lives in vegas and works in the casino published on Facebook his positive results. Yep. He's the first person that I personally know that has it. Yeah. So to me that that shows it, man. Like I was kind of like wondering how come nobody that I know has it, you know? But and sure enough, boom, my one of my good friends has it. So it's and he's in bad shape. Uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yep. So Okay. Yeah, well, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just curious. You know, I, I just I like to hear other people's opinion. I only know one person that has had it, and they had zero symptoms. So I'm like, okay. Oh, no, my buddy's got symptoms. I mean, he's not he's not on a on a ventilator or anything, but uh, you know, he can't work, and he hasn't seen his kid in like a month, or his wife, and he's just having labored breathing, and eh. yeah, that sucks. That's too bad. All right. Well, hey, man, I want to thank you again. So, yeah, uh, uapexpedition.com. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'll be keeping tabs. I'm, I'm curious to see if you guys come up with anything. I'm excited if you do, you know, that you're going to share it with the world, which is great. Yeah, we will. We will. Awesome. Well, hey, man, take care. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of Skinwalker Radio. We have a lot of fun bringing you guys this program. It's something we're really passionate about, and I know you guys are too. So let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review on Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, anywhere you're listening. Give us five stars if you like the show. Uh, If you want to leave a written review, that would help a lot. That will help us reach new people who might be interested in the show, which helps us land awesome guests that can bring really cool stories for you guys to listen to. Join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and we have a Facebook private group that's also linked to that page. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes so it's easy for you guys to get a hold of us. Uh, You can also email us at skinwalkerradio at gmail.com and check out the website at www.skinwalkerradio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.